Hello, hello, welcome back to Baki Taki Season 5, Episode 9, the final season, not the final episode, but probably the final time, well, the final time it's a mostly Christian episode, um, and that's my guest, it's Christian. Hi, I'm back, again. Yes, uh, welcome back to the show, Christian. Uh, I so I, 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 I missed the a... entire pickle art. Yes, what a pickle that is! It's funny. I should have brought you in. I've given you're, you're you're like a pickle guy. You you think I really like pickles, but I really don't eat pickles. This that guy, often. every time I'm with him, he's eating a pickle. It's crazy. Because you and Lindsay both refuse to eat pickles, and I usually don't order something at at the bar. So like, this is I what I mean. He doesn't. He didn't even order a sandwich with a pickle on it. He's just eating that pickle raw. I don't know I how just, he does it. I, I I have a problem with food waste, and I will eat a pickle if it prevents it from going in the garbage. Yes. Also, I do like their pickles. They do have particularly good pickles. Uh, at the Drake, yeah. Did you did you end up going mm. to Pickle Fest? At uh, no, Anderson's? I didn't. No, yeah. No, uh, um, yeah, it wasn't wasn't really uh, my speed. Not a, not a huge pickle head. Well, we we can argue this all day, um, but in. <laughs> instead let's move past the pickle saga <laughs> uh what i liked about this was so at, at the beginning of the season i put out sort of a casting call to a bunch of people i wanted to bring back and of course you were on that list um and half the people just uh, didn't respond uh but but everyone else who did just sort of picked it from the beginning going down you know and i think you were the only one who jumped right to one of the ones with a fun name and you chose the biggest father-son fight in history were you were you looking forward to this episode based on the title? I mean, I had to. Um, the only other, what was it God of Boxing or something like that? There's one other name that was like, that's a pretty good one. Uh, obviously, Taste of Dad, the finale. Like, that was <laughs> like, there's other plans for that. So dress, like, is, dress is a good could, one. <laughs> yeah, but isn't dress like a move? I, I seem to remember them talking about that at one point. It is a move. And it's so insane that even like... <laughs> It's it's better than if they started wearing a dress. Uh, yeah, yeah. I had a feeling it wasn't just like the clothing because I I thought it was like a, a fight thing. But it is a weird name for an episode. Taste of Dad is definitely the worst one though. But it fits. You you've watched name. that episode now. <laughs> yeah, I have. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, it does fit. Terrible name though. Exactly um so but this is a little bit cheating because you've seen the finale but um there's mm-hmm. let's there, you know this is not the penultimate episode there's still a little bit of time in between um so i've been asking all my guests what would you like to see in baki that hasn't happened yet well i i feel like the intro teases retsu with a peg leg boxing and i mean i'm sure that's in the season but like I didn't get to see any of that, and like all I got in the finale was him saying, "I'm," what, what was it like? I'm becoming the champion of boxing or something, or like he's renouncing the title or something. I can't yeah. remember what it was. He was just like at a press conference in the post credit scene, which they're not picking up. <laughs> that's that's a <laughs> draft hotline for sure. Um, oh, the Retsu. But like I kind of want to see like a full cha- a tournament arc for Retsu. I feel like you know it's. Well, did you know? That would be fun. So, so fun thing about Baki is that um, there's a lot of spinoffs, um, like official spinoffs, 
Um, and some of them are pretty goofy. Like there's there's one I've talked about on the podcast before where Sikorsky and Gaia become roommates and like Sikorsky mm-hmm. starts living on the ceiling because he can climb off the walls. Um, yeah, but there's incredible. an incredible. But there's an entire uh, are you familiar with the term isekai? No. Okay. I Th- think like um uh a, a, the that oh, I'm trying to think of that name, the knight in King Arthur's court or whatever. But it, it's it's the genre where a regular dude gets sent back to either medieval times or fantasy times. Um, right, right. They, there's sort an entire outlander thing. Yeah, yeah, outlander, perfect example. Uh perfect isekai. <laughs> um or an... um uh what's the um Bill and Ted's excellent adventure? That one bit in it. Yeah. Um, Retsu has his own isekai where he goes back to ancient China and um, just starts doing martial arts back there. Um, so if you want to read a completely oh, does he like story, kind of become his own grandfather then? Oh my god, that would be so good. His own great 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 grandfather. Well, I just mean like in terms of like teaching the martial arts. Like, does does he end up basically founding a martial art that he later practices? Because that would be kind of fun. That'd be fun. And also, really not in the vibe of Baki. Although, no. Baki fights a praying mantis, so. <laughs> what I would like Whatever. is it would make it wrong when every time he says it's 4,000 years of martial arts, because actually it's 8,000 years <laughs> of martial arts. Because <laughs> it's time is a flat circle. Yeah. They were thinking about Retsu when they said that. Let's let's jump into this episode um, because mm-hmm. oh oh boy I was I was talking with Lindsay about this sometimes I love this show ironically but I think that this fight from beginning to end is uh, art and I, I love I, I I just think that uh, every every moment has impact and decisions behind it um, so let let's just jump in what what did you think as the episode started. Well, it kind of just jumps right into it. I, I did want to comment that in the intro, uh, Yujiro's skull <laughs> is... <laughs> it's kind of like the Darth Vader being electrocuted bit, where it's like you can see all the, like, metal bits in his skull. Like, yeah. his... Yujiro's skull is just that, like, evil face he makes. You know? Like, everything is just, like, kind of monstrous looking. And it's yeah. like, his skull is just shaped like a, a monster. Anyway. Um, yeah, just kind of starts with Baki walking up to a restaurant or like having been dropped off and realizing that he's underdressed and I had no context for <laughs> I kind of assumed based on the name for the previous episode that he had already gone to dinner with Yujiro but mm-hmm. apparently not mm-hmm. he's just arriving now this is actually a weird thing this is like the only Baki episode I can think of that does a flat that, that does a recap of the previous episode um, that like that's why like they actually have dinner for like an entire half of an episode and they just shorten it into the first minute and a half of this one. Oh, so it's sort of like um Evil Dead 2. Uh yeah. Cool. Exactly. Also, on a streaming platform, totally useless to do that. Exactly. It, like well, to be, I was actually thinking how nice it was they did that because it really ha- maybe they finally looked at the analytics and realized that a significant portion of their Canadian Baki listeners um, just pick a random episode and then drop the show. <laughs> they did it for you. <laughs> I I I like to think that if they ever looked at the Ontario Netflix Baki statistics that it's there's like a weird there's there's some funky stuff going on. <laughs> it's a confusing mess for the analytics people at Netflix. 
But yeah, he he gets like taken to a private room uh, to be with his dad. Mm-hmm. Um, he dislikes it, the espresso he's given. Um, it's too bitter for him. Sort of like um, Evil Dead Two. And then he asks about his mom, mm-hmm. uh, specifically why Yujiro killed his mom, which is a pretty understandable question to have of your father. You'd think so. Um, You'd think that's a fair question to ask. Is that so strange? For a son to want to know why his father killed his mother? But apparently not. Uh, Yujiro uh, thinks that it's crossing a line. There are certain lines that a bratty child wouldn't understand and should never be crossed. So know your place and stop asking. And calls him a bratty child, basically, and tells him to, like, to fuck off. Mm-hmm. Which, I don't know. I-, I feel like you killed his mom, dude. Maybe don't be a, a dick. Yeah. It, like, answer the question, at least. Yeah. Bach, he's not even mad. He just He's just, like, wondering, you know? He just wants to know. Maybe he'd understand. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, it does feel like Yujiro has, like, tried to groom Baki into, like, a younger version of himself, mm-hmm. which is already uh, a whole messy thing. But, like, you would think that, like, understanding that would be something. But, like, I don't know that he has a good reason. I there's He never says this entire episode. And it's, like, kind of the only re- thing that I've kind of been wondering is, like, why did he kill her? What was the point of that? I but. feel like I feel like that's part of why he doesn't say it. I think it was just like an impulse thing, like like when I buy a, like a chocolate bar at the sh- at the at, at the checkout line. Like I think he was just annoyed and just killed her spur of the moment, and so the, he doesn't really have like a great like explanation why. <laughs> you know that makes him even worse, and he's already like a huge piece of shit because like he just kind of like hugs her to death, right? Like he kind of just bear hugs her. Yeah, in front of Baki. Oh, that's that's gonna yeah. leave a mark. But to be fair, according um, to Baki, she died. Um, she died happy and fulfilling her, I think, womanly needs. I don't know. Those were tears of happiness. Her deepest desires as a woman were fulfilled in that moment. Um, <laughs> there's if 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 you if the first episode goes over all this stuff, but um, uh. As, as, as much as I like... That raises I, I, more questions. Yeah, no. As much as I love harping on the fact that Yujiro killed Baki's mom and then Baki just gets over with, over it, it is a really complicated relationship that I don't even think is really important. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, he also killed, like, Jack Hanma's mom, right? Like, Probably. I don't know what Jack's okay. deal is. I think he just wants to be taller than everyone. We'll wants see. to take his steroids in peace. Yeah. Just let him. Uh, I love. Uh, I love Jack Hanma. Um, I I saw this guy on TikTok who said he was the real life Jack Hanma, and then he was six four. Like I'm taller than this guy. Like he's not the real life Jack Hanma. Probably took also, a bunch of like, is that but... something that you want to be? Oh, I would never want to meet. I think the best thing about Jack Hanma is that he's not real. <laughs> I would... <laughs> I would be terrified. He's just a thought experiment in some weirdo's brain. Yes. Oh, that's that's true for ninety percent of the characters in this. <laughs> Baki's yeah. a collection of thought experiments and guys like Jay Guevara, <laughs> <laughs> just weird historical references that don't really make a lot of sense, exactly, with or without context. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, so ten- tensions rise, and at the end of the last episode, Baki had grabbed Yujiro sort of by the cufflinks, or, or I don't know, by the by the collar of his shirt. Better way to describe it. <laughs> better way to describe it. What a save! Oh yeah, it was a dog. I mean, a cat is a better way to say that. What the? What am I even saying? And then Yujiro eventually. Um, <laughs> I don't know, starts vibrating with rage. Um, people think that not only an earthquake has started, <laughs> but a big earthquake. There's an earthquake! A really big one! Yeah, like glass starts shattering, like people are freaking out. The restaurant manager uh, gets like a little moment of the narrator saying he was petrified sort of thing. I couldn't understand what was going on. The only things in the building that weren't shaking were Baki and his father. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, everyone is, is freaking out because Yujiro is vibrating. Yeah. Um, and eventually he's able to uh, flip Baki over um, in, a, in a classic uh, Baki animation where they it, just rotate him. Like a... Yeah, they just took a, they took a nice little PNG of, uh, of Baki, a little JPEG, and just spun it around a bunch and landed yeah. him in the chair yeah lovely yeah they so did I'm... kind of fake out that the chair was going to fall backwards and then it didn't which i that, thought was kind of funny that would have been embarrassing falling back on your chair at a fancy yeah. restaurant <laughs> yeah oh man I, lo- I love the fancy restaurant um but um you eventually comes out and he's like hey guys sorry i just got to teach my dumb kid a lesson um this is more evidence that I would never eat at a fancy restaurant in Japan in Baki because it's this happens every time we go there, um, and <laughs> and eventually uh, Yujiro has a great move where he tells Baki to stand at attention, and Baki just yeah. does he just he just goes along with it because Yujiro is very intimidating, um, and this is what I mean by. This isn't just a fight where people are using kung fu. Every move in this fight is uh, symbolic, and so instead of punching Baki, he spanks him and he spanks him like out the window. Baki, <laughs> attention, boy. Yes, sir. I, I made a note of the facial expression for the first spank and Baki is making a face that I, I don't know what emotion it is. What, 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 what are you I, debating? I wanna, you, I, like, there's like, it almost looks like it, it kind of looks like the, the face you'd make when like cold water splashes you in the, in the butt while you're on the yep. toilet. Yep. Like it, it's that sort of like horror and revulsion, but like very targeted. Yeah, I think that's fair. I, th- I think that's a pretty... A little bit of violation, up. I guess. He probably didn't expect that to happen. Yeah, you, you, don't, you don't expect. Yeah. Oh, man. It's, it's just such a weird thing that, like, his dad's call to attention just, like, makes him go completely stiff. Like, deer in the headlights sort of thing. It's, a, and you know, it's like, yeah, I don't even know how to describe it. But, like, like it works. Like, it's, it's a, you know, it's... It, it it sort of helps paint the dynamic between the two um but it's 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 fun it's just funny honestly i think that's one of the funnier moments of the episode yeah but 
it, they also like when he spanks him the first time Baki like shoots out the window and like holds on to the outside of the window frame and launches himself back in when, kind when of he... awkwardly honestly considering you know yeah. other things he's done but um when, yeah when he got when he got spanked, it, he spanked him out a window when he got spanked out the window, I just imagine like if this was the end to the fu- if this was the end of the show, the Baki just got spanked by his dad out the window and just fell to his death. That would have been so. I would have I would have died. Uh, <laughs> he comes back in, but it's not for long um, because Yujiro um, does actually just throw them out the window, uh, holding on to Baki as they uh, plummet to their certain death. Oh, Michael. you uh, you're, you're jumping over one thing that I thought was really fucking oh, yeah, funny. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that uh, Yujiro, or sorry, Baki realizes Yujiro isn't going for vital organs as he's thrown through a wall and thinks this isn't a fight. <laughs> he was thrown through a wall. Oh, that is a that is a great point. Well, yes, but he was thrown through the wall with his non-vital organs. Yeah, his... only his spine and like anything like kidneys, like it's back first, I think. Yeah, I guess you do need. It's still gonna back. freaking hurt. Yeah, spine is important, right? Yeah. Have I? Have, uh, I, did Did you find it funny how often they like to call it the father son fight, like with those specific wording? Yeah, it it's it sounded like it was a specific genre that there wasn't actually a name for in English. That's exactly but... what I'm. I've been thinking this whole time. Like it's such a weird yeah, yeah. I I was listening to um to Millie's episode about like the what was the term for it the oh the brute strength like pro. what they call you Jira. yeah the brute strength pro it's like is that like a term that English doesn't have an accurate <laughs> translation for because they keep using it like it's a real thing <laughs> yeah, we just don't have one in in the in the Western world <laughs> the brute force pro <laughs> lives in Japan there is. There is one guy in Japan who they just let do whatever he wants because he's just that tough. No, okay, thank you. That, that's what I've been thinking the whole season because it's it's such it's such awkward phrasing. Uh, but the father son fight where they don't hit vitals, uh, we resume with them falling thirty stories in the air um, <laughs> to certain death. Uh, except somebody parked their Ferrari or Lambo outside. Um, I think it was like an old Mercedes. Like it's a luxury car and. When they land on it and destroy it, Yujiro has this moment saying, like, these luxury cars aren't good for much, but they make a good landing sort of thing. Like, they're softer than other cars. I guess it's the leather on the seats. (laughs) Maybe it's a little comfier. It's still the roof. Yeah. I don't think it was, like, a convertible or anything. I don't think it had, like, a fabric roof. No, yeah. It it looked pretty painful. Um, So, when you're falling 30 like what was it 30 stories probably yeah i don't think the softness of the car is gonna help you i don't well, think you, a bit of leather i i you know i i enjoyed how they lampshaded it like having the narrators say you know very few people have ever survived falling and uh landing on a car but you know if it was gonna happen to anybody why not baki <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly why not these two assholes yeah but like they even have this like I think one of the only actual like cutaway bits in the episode mm-hmm. in that sequence where they they cut away to this like paratrooper sergeant or whatever 
who they ask like could someone survive jumping from a high rise and he's like say you're over 490 feet in the air and aiming to hit a car in a parking lot in the area below you it may be possible i feel like I... is barely a like what did we need this guy <laughs> Well, I 100% I agree, because I don't even think he answered the question of could you survive. Like, I think they just point up and no. asked him, could you hit a car? And that wasn't what I was amazed at or surprised at. Like, I, I, get, I can believe you jump off a building and hit a car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. We're never seeing that guy again. I do wish he came back to answer other questions about the fight. <laughs> um. <laughs> Every time they have a fall, like, of any height, it's like, hey, could they survive that? That was what's like your, a what five foot fall is that okay yeah what's your opinion on the, the self-defense of women and children uh air, air defense sergeant uh Danaga. uh oh. only slapping only slapping oh man I, i'm jumping <laughs> jumping the gun a bit here but when, when they said the self-defense yeah. of women and children Lindsay was like hey. are they are they gonna kick them in the balls again i was like no it's the other it's the other one they did it again Oh, but man. oh man, during the call, Bakia is also thinking about how like, um, like he has this thought that like oh maybe it's like a murder suicide thing. But he's like, <laughs> the murder part I get. He's way too much of an egomaniac to ever consider suicide, which is, <laughs> I mean, probably not wrong. Yeah. But also such a weird like you're falling thirty stories and that's the thought you're having. <laughs> It, it, it does seem like something that would be like in like an episode of Sherlock or something like like the moth mm. in Sherlock like as I'm falling 30 stories it's like oh but he can't be doing this because he's this type of person there must be there must be an explanation wah, wah. spoiler alert for Sherlock the moth one if you don't want to just pull out your headphones right now for the next five seconds or something I don't know <laughs> Um, yeah, and, and, like, and it, just it like the feels... Moffat Sherlock, they fall off a building and inexplicably survive. <laughs> yeah, and it it's not really explained. the The cutaway <laughs> that they do is unsatisfactory. Um, yep. Hopefully, the fans can figure out why they survived because the showrunners didn't. Because they're big and tough. If 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 Benedict Cumberbatch <laughs> yeah. looked like Ujiro, nobody would be coming up with theories on how he survived. <laughs> It would just, it would just That's say true. bent his knees. It would be a very different Sherlock, though. Uh, yeah, it'd be great. Friggin... <laughs> Especially if everything else was the same. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Still Martin it's, Freeman. It's just Sherlock is Watson. like, yeah. Yeah. I'd watch it. All right. So eventually they do get up from the uh, car crash. Uh, Baki actually can't get up. He asks Yujiro to help him. And pulling a, a Kaiojaku, um, as I'll call it, he goes for the handshake and then uses it to hit Yujiro in the face with all of his might. Um, and it turns out that hitting him in the face is the equivalent of hitting a giant rubbery mountain. Yeah, it was it was a giant rock like mountain covered in a thin layer of rubber. Yeah. <laughs> horrible visual. That part is that part is what sold it on me because at first I was just like, okay, I can easily visualize this. You, you know, you're hitting a mountain, and then like the rubber part, I was just like, this is something I've never imagined, like covering yeah. a mountain in a thin layer of rubber. But that's, I, I bet, that's why I, I, I bet the this. creator, yeah, I bet the creator of this like really had to lean back on like what what's like 
the strangest way I could describe Yujiro's skin. Like, what would it feel like to touch this inhuman monster of a man? Yeah, and I think he, I think he, I think he came up with too many ideas because we got this like hit. If we're calling this the weirdest thing his skin does this episode, like oh god, no, yeah, it's not. It's I would say the weirdest description of it. Yeah, that's fair. All right, but it's not the weirdest thing his skin does. Correct. So at this point, Baki is, uh, you know, not in a great spot. I think Yujiro throws him into the mall or something like that. Um, and the military shows up uh, for about three seconds, and then they all run away, which was... They just uh... scatter. <laughs> Apprehend us Twelve seconds later. I I noticed there was a weird music sting, too, that, like, as he's walking towards the cops or military or whatever, uh, there's, like, a music sting of, like, him being intimidating with, like, you know, the, the, like, music's picking Mm -hmm. up intensity. And then it just kind of cuts out at a point where like nothing's actually happened like the cops haven't dispersed the like i think that was the commercial it it felt like a weird are there actually commercial break cuts in this that aren't on netflix yeah like well i don't know man uh yeah there definitely are commercial breaks there's a few really awkward ones i've caught in this show um and i think Mm. that was one of them Uh, (laughs) i don't know where they aired this that would make sense yeah yeah no that makes sense actually because like I felt like the walk towards the military people was like taking too long. It felt a little bit like that bit in Holy Grail with uh, uh, what's it? Um, the knights. I can't remember which of the knights. Like, yeah. no, one of the knights is like charging the the castle, mm-hmm. and you just like see him off in the distance running towards the the door. Yeah, and then it's like five, you know, shot reverse shots of him just being really far away, and then suddenly he's right there. Uh, but yeah, so I think they just threw in the military stuff. I think that's also why the military is so useless there is I think they just used it as an act break. Um, they're like, oh, the military's mm. here, commercial, and they're gone. He literally walks through a pane of glass, too, to get into the mall after he scares off these tiny, tiny baby men. Like, he, lo- he, loves he threw Baki that. through... Yeah, but like he threw Baki through into the mall, like presumably through the glass. Yeah. Because he follows the same path, but then the glass is just back there again, so that he can press his face against it to go through it. You don't like, become he doesn't the even strongest like, man you know, in the punch world. Punch through it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just his face. No. Yeah, that's he's been doing that. He started doing that in the pickle arc, and he's done it. He he does it like multiple times this season. It's um. I don't know. It's it's a nice little uh, character detail to have Yujiro just walk through glass walls repeatedly. Um, so we get another fun par- parental beatdown move, as I'll call it. Um, so he spanked Baki earlier. Now he grabs him by the chin, or not by the chin, by the cheek, um, and just sort of starts yeah, lecturing. It's really him. painful. Well, yeah, even Baki's like, "Fuck, that hurts!" Like, ah. <laughs> And now you're about to pay a price for going easy on me, you brat. You're not gonna like the cost. Do you regret it yet, holding back on me? Like, the skin on Baki's face looks, like, 
torn. Yeah. Like, it's all, like, raw afterwards. Yeah, no. It's it's the world's strongest man treating you like his grandchild um, with the cute mm-hmm. chubby cheeks. The, the, the fight continues on. Um, we get some fun moves. I think they go up the escalator at one point. Um, after the yeah, break. Baki, there's one bit where Baki, like, jumps into the air, like, arms sort of in, like, a, I guess, like, praying mantis pose and just, like, kicks both of his shoes off one at a time. It's just such a great... The way it was animated was hilarious because, like, no part of him is moving. It's just one leg at a time kicking <laughs> off the shoes. <laughs> and it's so it's, it's such an ineffective move like the no, it does nothing oh my you God. literally see like the again like png of a of a converse high top just like flying at yujiro's face and they just like bounce off with no effect yeah now baki's got no shoes on so this this is where we get into um what we were talking about earlier the self-defense of women and children and it's fun that you're coming back on this because I think you were here for the original introduction of this move, even though it's come up multiple I've, times since then. I've been here for, I think, most of them because I was here for the first one, the mm-hmm. one with, I'm blanking on his name there. The uh, Yanagi the Poisoner. Yanagi, right. Uh, gimmick Man. And the when he came back, like this, the sex one, or I guess that was kind of the same thing because he didn't do it in the in his first appearance with Yunnan. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no. Okay, well, I, was, I've seen it, I've seen a few of these. I think. Yeah, it came back in the pickle arc um, as a way to make pickle feel. Pain. Right. I, I watched that episode with Pankuri. That, ah, that's why that's I'm thinking it. of it. That makes sense. So yeah, so it's back again, and it's back to being. <laughs> we need to make clear every time that this is what women and children do um but you know we you can't we all... introduce this without saying it's for women and children this isn't a cool thing for men to do don't try this at home the boys <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so it, you know we've heard this before um slapping somebody you're targeting the skin it's the largest organ and it is uh in front of your muscles so it doesn't matter how strong your muscles are you're going to feel that pain um unlike every other attack which also hits the skin but um slaps hurt more uh i i believe it um i guess <laughs> but i could get slapped by his dad yeah. and obviously it hurts he's the strongest man in the world uh but what i really want to talk about is when baki finally snaps and decides to slap his bat his dad back um i'll i will be playing the audio for this but uh he does or in, in the edit but he, he says mm-hmm. feel the pain dad and then after he connects, he goes, feel the pain, feel the pain, feel the pain. Baki had no choice but to strike back. He used the women and children's self-defense weapon that his father had taught him. Feel the pain, Dad! Feel the pain, feel the pain, feel the pain, feel the pain, feel the pain! <laughs> yeah, he just, he goes on a little tear there. Uh, but I love the, the the animation for it was hilarious because like he's literally like spinning and his arm looks like Luffy or whatever his name is from One Piece, yeah, the, yeah. Like, spaghetti arm sort of thing. Editor Steve, I just want to clarify that I know that his name is Luffy. But well, you know what, Yujiro, it, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it it would have had an effect. But but yes, what 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 did Yujiro do? Yujiro gets just horrifically vascular, like. Every muscle in his body activates at once, basically. 
and he just looks like every vein in his body is bulging. All the muscles are just like pulled to their tightest point sort of thing. He he looks like the Crypt Keeper on steroids. And apparently that's all it takes to resist the whip strike is to just activate every muscle. Yeah. Um in which which raises the question of was it worth it? Um he, like he looks they describe him as a flayed man and like it does sort of look like yeah, all he of looks his skin like has muscle. been ripped off. Um Mm-hmm. His his face looks more grotesque than normal. His veins look much more grotesque than normal. And, like, I get that he didn't go, ooh, ow, that really hurt. But is it really that much cooler if you have to <laughs> literally stand still and flex every... I don't know. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't look like he's just letting it slide off cool as a cucumber. No, it... It looked like that was basically as painful as the whip strike, which yeah. I did want to say, like, Baki, Baki, the last time he got whip strike by Yanagi, who is a master of the whip strike, mm-hmm. supposedly, was basically unfazed without doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> and those and those slaps ripped his flesh off. <laughs> yeah. See, but the difference is he just had sex. Ah, uh, yeah. I, that's the only thing I can think of that would be different. You know what I'm realizing? I'm realizing maybe it didn't hurt when he was fighting Yanagi, because, like, the whole point is that you're slapping this exposed flesh, right? And if you rip the flesh off, you're not going to feel that pain anymore. That's true, I guess. <laughs> the, I, you wouldn't feel any pain where the skin's been torn off. Yeah. And the the skin being torn off, that's just regular pain. That's not that's not like magic girl self defense pain. Do you think just you, you said magic girl, do you think that um Baki how do you think he would square up against uh, Sailor Moon? Oh boy. You know, it's funny because I love I love arguing that Baki would win against, you know, power scalers being like, yeah, Baki would beat Goku. Baki would beat Naruto. Um, but uh, Baki beating Goku is a hot take. Well, you know what? It's funny. I've actually, it's, it's actually a pretty common debate. Um, Cause what, what people do is to, to um, even the playing field, they take out all of the magic powers and stuff. And it's just people fighting on pure martial arts ability. And Goku is one of the only characters as simple-minded and um, simple, simple-minded and simple character as Baki that all they do is practice martial arts. Um, but anyway, Sailor Moon. I, I would is... say, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, I would just say Sailor Moon. I've I've learned is apparently very very powerful, and I also don't think Baki would. Um, I don't think Baki would even realize he would go Sailor Moon and he'd be looking for a guy like Popeye because he wouldn't realize that he can fight women. Um, so I, th- I think he should be... be the third female character on the show. Yeah. Well, like... I guess, are we counting his mom? Uh, yes, yes. She, I, I would say that Sailor Moon would be the fifth female character after Kozue, Baki's mom, Maria, and, uh, Oh, I guess I, th- I thought I had one more. I guess Kozue's mom. <laughs> Kozue's mom's wow. got to come um, back in this. I I will say that I think yeah I know there was like that one scene I remember that mm-hmm. before she gets kidnapped. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I, I will say that if you're comparing two characters in a fight, and in order for one of them to have a chance, you have to say, no magic allowed. <laughs> I think they've lost. <sighs> yeah, well, you know, sometimes sometimes the things happen. You never know. Um, yeah. Anyway, moving on. Uh, mm-hmm. Just going into my notes after Yujiro flays himself. Uh, oh, Tokugawa shows up. Um, our good pal. Oh, yeah. yeah he he comes cheerleads in. for Baki a little bit. That was fun. I like, because usually he just wants to see people fight each other. It was fun that he was, like, so taking a side on this and taking Baki's side. Yeah. He tells him the whole, uh, like, the mall's been evacuated. The military's, like, escorted everyone away. And apparently he can just destroy the whole mall if he needs to. Yeah. And the prime minister is just standing behind him the whole time, just like, oh, what's going oh, on here? That was the prime minister? <laughs> the prime minister of Japan, I'm pretty sure. Excellent. Yeah, I did really like uh, after the whip strike, though. Sorry. uh, Yujiro says, what an immature idiot. You should have aimed for one of my vital organs, (laughs) which is hysterical. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's fun. I I, I guess we haven't even talked on this, but like a big a big part of this episode is the um, conflict between Baki, who wants to treat this like a father-son fight you know just like an average day where you go mm-hmm. fight your dad you're not trying to kill him you're just trying to fight your dad um we've all done it yep <laughs> just, anything's allowed as long as you don't go for the vital organs um we've broke a lot of windows in my house um <laughs> just walking through them <laughs> yeah. um but uh yujiro you know he's i think his whole uh perspective is that he spent his whole life on this mountain uh, unassailable the perfection of combat and he doesn't want to have a father-son fight he wants to fight he wants to actually have somebody challenge him and so you know it, even even if neither of them really want to kill each other it doesn't mean that they might not end up in a fight uh, that intense yeah, yeah that that makes sense it feels like the whole episode was kind of yeah it was just kind of built around that like Baki, you need to target my vital organs. And Baki's like, this is a father-son fight. I'm not going for vital organs. Yeah. He's not going for vital organs either, he thinks, as he's thrown through a wall. Baki doesn't know where his vital organs are. <laughs> Actually, I'm kidding. Uh, they've probably been rearranged badly at this point. Oh, that'd be such that'd be such a fun thing if Baki's organs were just all over the place. Um, anywho. This this leads into sort of the end of the episode uh, with Yujiro's probably my favorite line delivery of him this season, where he's like, "Get serious, Baki! Come on!" For crying out loud, get serious, Baki! That's enough of this shit. Show your father what you're made of. Let's do this for real. Let's do this for real. Come on! And like he's like a disappointed father and. Because he is a disappointment. He's like kind of whiny. Yeah. He's, he's, he's like, you know, he's like, what are we doing here? Come on. Like, I don't know. I, I, yeah. I think the Yujiro. It was, it was a weird. Was pretty good. It didn't sound like Yujiro. Yeah. But that's what I liked about it. You know, it's, we're seeing a different part of his, his character in this fight. And that's that's basically the end of the episode. Uh, I, I know I sort of jumped all over the place. Did, did I, any, any, anything else you wanted to add? Uh, just looking back through to see if there's anything. I feel like I I jumped back a lot when I had 
bought something that I thought was <laughs> funny. Oh, good. I, I did have an interesting experience at uh, Muay Thai today. We had this guy in that, um, that does Kempo. Oh, shit. And uh, he, we, we were sort of sparring, and he uh, just pulled down my, my shorts and hit me in the nuts. <laughs> and apparently that's Kempo. Oh, fuck, man. That, I, I feel for you. That's a classic Muay Thai blunder. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why I'm learning this one. Did and did he with uh, something practical? Was it like just the Japanese flick that he got art. you with? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I was I was gone. That's rough. At least at least like was it a young guy like you know somebody somebody like pretty fit or was no? It... Unfortunately, he was like extremely old. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. You may want to look into a new studio. Uh... <laughs> Maybe yeah. I don't Maybe. know coming back from that one. Oh boy that's too bad well all right christian um honest that, that was very funny uh so <laughs> you have you've you've been on basically every season except the pickle arc um so if you had to describe baki and, and you've seen the finale now too like how would you describe the trajectory do you think it was always good do you think it got better as it went did it peak i i think it had improved a bit with some context um, I, I did kind of, I did see that one episode in the pickle arc. Um, I sent a representative, um, right, 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 right. so I, I kind of got a, a, a pretty full, I got like at least one from each season. I mean, you really like the death row inmates arc. I think conceptually it's fun. And I feel like each season, like when you look at it as like a concept, mm-hmm. it, it should be it, like, it has a lot of potential. But realized just, potential, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I, I think the execution is still lacking in a lot of ways. I, I do think that I don't know if it's just that they got like maybe like a tiny bit more budget, but at least this episode like kind of showed the fighting. It wasn't constantly cutting away, which was nice. Yeah, this one felt like there was like an actual fight going on that wasn't just you know two punches being thrown and a bunch of people talking about how amazing it is. Two punches being thrown and then cutting back to feudal Japan. To show the history of a punch. Yeah. All right. So it yeah. sounds, it sounds like it, it, it slightly improved as it went along is what you're saying. Well, yeah, at least in the sense that I think this episode was, was an improvement. I think it had a little bit more of a structure to it. Yeah. Which is important <laughs> in storytelling yeah no i agree I, I i think that this this last four or five episodes have uh a story that is a story that it really that it's been wanting to tell for the entire show and i, th- I think it, it it has better animation it has better like beats to hit um and i'll, I'll be i'll be i'll be singing its praises for the next few weeks but yeah, yeah th- at least until you're done the podcast. I'm going to be doing this podcast for uh, until probably I think I think I'll end around January, February, but uh, we'll see. All of the records will be done in the next week or so. Yeah, well, you won't have anything big going on in the new year, right? Yeah, no, that's when I start my my 16 week vacation. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's that's going to be nice. 
Yeah. Got to sleep in. That's my goal. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much for uh, coming on, Christian. And that's all the Baki we've got to talk to. I'll see you all next week. Goodbye for the final time. Well, wait, no, not really the final time. But I didn't say bye for, for the finale. So goodbye. All right, it's recommendation time. So I've been watching a lot of anime lately, like way more than normal. Uh, and mostly just because my kid, my wonderful daughter, is about a month old at this point. Um, and that means that, you know, she likes to sleep on my chest and she likes to eat food uh, or from her bottle, of course, which requires both my hands. So I'm often on the couch with no hands to do anything like browse the internet or play with my phone um and you know she's she's not interested in whatever i'm doing at this point so uh it's a great time to watch tv <laughs> and if i throw in an anime on crunchyroll it'll just um start the next one immediately so i've been burning through them so much to the point that i was getting tired of my picks that i was choosing and so i asked Lindsay to pick one for me and that's how i found this show <laughs> So it's called Blood Blockade Battlefront, um, and that's why I would never have picked it, uh, but Lindsay just picked it out of the blue. I just find there's so many anime that are about blood, weirdly, and this one sort of does, but what I like about it is it's an incredibly episodic show. Like, you can just turn it on, and the plot is basically that one day a portal to another dimension opened up underneath New York, and the whole city feels like you're watching the Men in Black movie. Like, it's just people, New Yorkers, interacting with these incomprehensible alien demon looking things um and just living life in the city uh like the city looks horrible you could just die like people are firing missiles just in the city and that's like honestly a pretty tame example uh so this the city feels fleshed out in the way that it feels like a real city and that you are only seeing so little of it because we're just watching small episodes in it um so really anything can happen each time and it's just there's a fun cast of characters i think that the first season's good and the second season's better um mostly because the first season tries to make more sense of it it adds some anime original stuff because this is an adaptation that tries to tie it together and make it more of a unified story and i think that it's at its best when it's just like you don't know what's gonna happen there's a <laughs> our protagonists are just a group of people who try and keep the city going um and they sometimes manage to do it. Uh, it's a super fun show. It's jazzy to start. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't know. I just recommend giving it a watch. Uh, I knew nothing about it going into it. And I ended up uh, really liking it. Um, I don't think it's that obscure. I think Bones animated it. And they do a bunch of good stuff nowadays. But uh, anyway, that's that's my thoughts. Uh, <laughs> next week, I'm, we're going to do the uh, rom-com roundup. Where I'm going to recommend every all of the many many rom-coms i've watched in the past few weeks to try and uh, fill that cagua shaped hole anyway i'll see you all later